Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Yeah You're Live. In today's episode, I want to talk about stress. So, let's get into it. Alright guys, welcome to another episode of Yeager Life. Thank you so much for being here. This has been, this year is just getting better and better and, you know, I just want to take a moment again. Thank you guys so much. If you've been sharing the show, I really appreciate it. Um, I'm seeing a bump in numbers. Sometimes I see spikes and uh, it's pretty insane. I We've actually beat the download record that we had, which is... I don't remember what it was before, but it was almost like a hundred in one day. And I know somebody who's been doing a, a podcast or, you know, people who listening, maybe are podcast podcasters, those numbers might seem pretty low, but for me, those are great numbers. And I'm, I'm truly grateful. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to share the episode, share the show. It really does mean a lot to me. And, um, yeah, I'm just excited about this year. I, mean, I think we're we're going good. We're doing we're going strong, and I hope you guys are going strong. And I hope that these episodes are helping you push towards your goals and keep you focused and motivated and um, disciplined. That's the tough one, but yeah. So I just want to say thank you guys real quick because it does mean a lot to me, and I love seeing the numbers get up there and just an all around good feeling. So thank you so much. Today's episode's kind of brought on because it was so, it's it's so weird how this actually happened or actually how I came to find this information out for myself and I just wanted to share it with you guys. I think it's interesting how I just think it's interesting how the body works. It's very intriguing to me and I love learning new things about how the body works and things that could be linked to this and that and the other. There was uh let me tell you, well, let me start, because I thought this was interesting too, so I'll share this little tidbit. This has nothing really to do with the episode, but I just thought it was super interesting. Um, there's an episode on Frasier. Have you ever seen Frasier? If you haven't seen Frasier, watch that show. It is so, it's so good. And um, one of my favorites. But Frasier's brother, Niles, starts getting this, uh, in the later season, starts getting this toothache, and he's wondering, he's like, oh man, this is weird. And... She was like, oh, you probably just got to go to the dentist. You know, her friends, his friends telling her that. And he was like, well, you know, it could be a sign of a heart attack because somehow tooth pain. I don't know. I don't know. And then, um, but it's a very low, low, low chance. So if you have this, this tooth pain, that just won't subside. And so later in the show, he ends up almost having a heart attack. He goes to his doctor to see his doctor and he's like, no, dude, we got to admit you now. You've got blockage and all this other crazy shit. I just thought that was like really interesting that your body can tell you something that you wouldn't even think. You know, you wouldn't think that a toothache would be connected to a heart issue. And the fact that it was, was, was insane to me. Rewind a couple of weeks ago. I think it's been a couple of weeks now. I had to, I've had this pain in my, my sinuses since probably since boot camp. So that's what, like, oh, five. And we had, we went to the gas chamber, obviously anybody who's 
been in the Marines, if you guys are listening, you understand the gas chamber. It's awful. And, you know, it clears out your sinuses. It clears, it makes you cry, all sorts of crap, right? So the next day, I started getting these pains. I started noticing these pains in my sinuses. And it's gotten to the point where if my sinuses are really bad, like I can't go in airplanes or I can't swim past like five feet when I go in the pool. Um, I can't hang upside down. Like, you know, when you're working out, you know, you can do like handstand push-ups or whatever. I can only do a couple of those before my head like feels like it's going to fucking explode. So I was talking to my primary and a few months ago, because it takes forever to get an appointment. And, um, I told him, I said, you know, I got this problem and, I, and I've had it for years and it just, I really want to get this taken care of. You know, I've, I've lived with it for far too long and I just really need to see what I can do to get it fixed. So he takes me, gets me a scan. He says, yeah, I see some blockage. Yada, yada. We'll take, we'll set you up with the ENT, ear, nose and throat specialist. So I'm like, great. So this past week I go to the doctor and he tells me, yes, you do have a little bit of blockage. We're going to give you a steroid shot and we'll give you some antibiotics. And he said, but the pain that you're describing to me sounds like you grind your teeth. Maybe in your sleep, maybe you do it subconsciously throughout the day. Um, but that's what the pain sounds like to me. And I was just like, holy shit, dude. Like, and it really just started, it really put something into perspective for me because then I started looking at it and I'm like, holy shit, well, why the fuck, why am I grinding my teeth? That seems weird. I mean, I know I grind my teeth or I, I clench my teeth when I'm pissed off. Um, and that's obviously noticeable for me, but subconsciously, I guess throughout the day or while I'm sleeping, I'm grinding my teeth or I'm clenching my teeth or, and it's causing sinus pain it's causing pain in my sinuses. And I just, I thought, what a weird connection. So fast forward a little bit. And this is what kind of brought me to today's episode. I looked it up because I'm really worried. I was really worried about this. I was just like, fuck, okay, well, how do I, first of all, how do I help uh, my teeth while I'm not, you know, while I'm trying to figure this all out. And I got a uh, mouth guard thing for the nighttime, which I still haven't used. And I need to, so then now I need to start figuring out, I need to dissect this because I don't know if you guys like know, but stress is like one of the biggest killers, you know, like it beats a lot of these things that we think these diseases that actually kill people like stress is the silent killer. They call it the silent killer. And my father-in-law, he got, he had a heart attack at like 40 something because of this stress. There's just so much stress in his life. And he, he wasn't, he didn't know how to cope and alleviate the stress. So just held on to it, held on to it. And this finally his heart was like, no dude. And so we had like this, this crazy heart attack at a young age. And, um, there's so many things that you can do, and I wanted to kind of talk about some of them because there are there are a few things that I've constantly talked about on this show, and it's something that I feel like I need to reiterate. Not only for me, you know, to say it out loud and, and kind of declare it in a way, but I also wanted to give it out there for you guys because, like, how crazy is that? I didn't even know that I was doing this 
I thought it was sinus pain this whole time. I thought I was congested. I thought I had like sinus infections constantly and allergies and all this. And come to find out, I'm just a stressed out mess. So there's a couple things that I want to that I'm going to start doing again, and um, that I I think everybody should take really seriously. There's a lot of things in our lives that we should take seriously: our health, um, our relationships how we feel about ourselves, our mental health, you know. And I think this is one that ticks a lot of categories because when you can relieve stress or alleviate it to a point that it's manageable, it has not only mental health benefits, but it also has physical health benefits. Um, you're not putting the strain on your body like you used to. But... One of the big things that I'm really going to start focusing on, and I, I just wrote in it today, my journal. I need to get whatever this is going on inside, I need to get it out. I need to have some sort of outlet. And right now, like, I need data, you know? I need the data. I need to know, understand how my mind works. I need to understand my thought processes. I need to understand negative self-talk. And the only way that I can get that data is if I get it out of my head, put it on paper, and I'm able to analyze these things. I need to understand these patterns. I need to understand how, I, how I'm feeling, how I deal with emotional things. All these things that journaling offers, it needs to happen again. It needs to happen again. So I encourage you guys, you know, start, to get, start up again with me. Start journaling and see how it goes. I... I think one of my biggest issues that I have with journaling is like it's such a pause in your day if that if that makes sense like it takes the momentum of the day or it takes whatever from the day and you just sit and you think and you write and it's such a difficult task for me especially people uh, you know I have like ADD and dyslexia so it's really hard for me to sit still and it's really hard for me to focus on something you know unless I'm I'm numbing my mind by watching TV or something those are the only times where I can just sit there and and not move but this is one of the things that I need to start doing I need to start taking this seriously because all these all this time it's sitting underneath and just boiling all of this stress is just sitting underneath the, the subconscious and it's boiling and it's starting to manifest itself in other things. Well, maybe not even starting. It, it obviously has been like this for years. So me being able to see that and hear that from the doctor, it really put that stress in perspective for me. And I have, you know, my dad has a pacemaker and... um I have heart conditions in my family, so it's something that I need to take seriously. Um, so journaling, number one. That's the one thing that you guys should give it, give it a try. I mean, it's just scary to think that we can have something going on in our bodies that we don't even know because our body has adapted to it so well in the sense that our, our conscious mind doesn't even know what's going on. Like, that's adaptation at its finest, to where the conscious mind has no idea. Number two, meditation. Meditation. I need, 
I need to rediscover meditation. There was such a freeing, there's a, such a freeing self, a uh, sense of self when you meditate. There's this, I, I, I mean, I don't know how to describe it. For those of you guys who are listening who's actually tried meditation, it's a different, it's, it's transcending in a way. And it brings such calm and ease and relief to your body and your mind. And for some reason, you know, again, you know, this problem of sitting still and being quiet and not having the ability, you know, the discipline to be able to sit there. It's, I mean, it's really, really difficult, but I understand the benefits. And I think that with this whole wake up call of stress, I think it's just the ticket. It's just the thing that I need to get back, to get focused, to get realigned. And meditation, I mean, they've been doing it for centuries for a reason. There's a reason why. And it has multiple benefits. And you guys can look up the research. I mean, you don't have to believe me. You can look up the research. You can look up the research about the stress, about it being a silent killer. You can look up journaling. I mean, meditation, these people, scientists have done studies on these and there is scientific fact to back all these things up. And I encourage, I encourage you to not only just take my word for it, I encourage you to go out and do your own research. So you have the facts before you, you have the data to make a intellectual informed decision. Number three, I think this one is, it's hard for a lot of people. But it's especially difficult for me because I've built a habit around it. But I think I'm going to start eliminating stimulants. And mainly what I mean by stimulants is caffeine. I take pre-workout almost every day because (laughs) I work out almost every day. So, you know, having that energy boost and having that... um, all that shit going through my body. It helps me with the pump, helps me with a good workout, helps me stay focused. I love it. Um, and I've been doing it since I really started taking that seriously about three years ago now. So it's very habitual. And um, it's like one of the things, you know, before I go to the gym, I get my shaker ready and I get my pre-workout going. I take a few gulps and then I drive to, I drive to the gym hits me right about the time I get to the gym, bada bing. So that's one of the, another thing, you know, I got to start understanding these stimulants, the, what they do, how they increase things in your body. And they cloud a lot of stuff. They cloud your mind. They cloud your ability to process things at a emotional level. So stimulants. Number four, and probably the last one is I'm going to continue working out. I'm going to X out the stimulants, but I'm still going to work out. Because, again, you know, the science has backed it up that there are many things that... There are many benefits that working out does provide for you. There's a different feeling about when you're getting in there and you're working out. And even for somebody who like me who hates it, I feel better once I've done it. It helps my mental health. It helps produce the endorphins that I need to keep me focused and strong. Not to mention it's building my body strong and keeping my heart healthy. 
So working out is obviously a no-brainer. Eating healthier. So maybe that's 5.1, maybe 6. <laughs> Eating healthier. I mean, it has tremendous amount to do with mental health. Like people don't realize how much eating like shit affects your mental health because what happens is you eat something and even though your body, again, your body has adapted to eating like shit, your body is still not getting what it needs. And when your body isn't getting what it needs, the proper nutrients, then it starts to drain on you emotionally. It makes you irritable. It makes you um, sluggish. It makes people depressed. I mean, it's been linked to depression. So I'm. that's very... Um, that's something that you need to take very seriously. All these things. And the last one. Okay, I'm going to give one more. <laughs> I know I was, I was only going to give like four, but okay. So one more. Sleep, 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 sleep. There's so many studies that show how much sleep you need to get, which is seven to eight hours optimally. If they say, if people tell you, or if you guys are out there and you think, oh, I can do four or five. You can't. It's been debunked. You cannot sleep for five hours and function properly. Your body will start to shut down. It starts to, I'm trying to think of an analogy that I can use, but when you don't get enough sleep, your body has to reserve energy for certain things. So memory, um, you know, your hand-eye coordination starts going down your ability to process information starts to get affected. All these things start happening to your body because it needs to conserve the energy. If you're moving around a lot and you have no sleep in your body, all you're doing is taking energy away from all those other things that need your attention. Your body needs to be able to rest. It needs to be able to recharge and reset. If you're doing four or five hours a night, you are fucking killing yourself and you need to stop. Again, these are facts. This is not my opinion. I'm telling you, these are the facts. All right, guys, I think that's my last one. Please, please, please consider these. Give them a try and let me know how it works out. Um, as always, if you guys are enjoying the show, please make sure you're following the show. And if you really enjoyed, please, please, please keep sharing the show. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye.